Welcome to 908 ENT, the podcast. I'm your host, Sal Liberato. We're here to help you take another step towards success. Now let's get ready to learn the basics from the best. What's going on, everyone? Thank you for tuning back in. We have a special guest today, my brother, Coach Nick Liberato. Nick, thank you for coming on today. Hey, what's up? Thanks for having me on, Sal. Really excited about this opportunity. Super cool. You got it. So Nick is the defensive coordinator at Madison High School. He worked his way up over there. Um, Last season, his defense put up some awesome stats. He also coaches golf at the school. Um, But that's all like public info. So Nick, is there any info that you want our listeners to know about you? Uh, Yeah, absolutely. Like you said, uh, a huge part of what I do is uh, coach, also a teacher uh, over there as well. Um, But one thing trying to work for and trying to preach through my teaching is a lot of balance, right? So you don't have to be uh totally one thing or the other uh you have some balance you got uh things you got going on at work things you got going on at sports but then things outside as well so having a good balance uh work-life balance is something that i preach a lot um through my own actions but trying to have these uh high schoolers learn that as well uh to have balanced lives as they uh got school they got sports they got family they got friends all that type of stuff going on yeah that's great so to start it right off i like to ask everybody what is the three simplest things that lead to success? Uh, three simplest things that lead to success uh, right off the top of my head. Uh, definitely uh, discipline is going to be one major one. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got to have a work ethic uh, and you got to have some enthusiasm. So disciplined, uh, you'd obviously know what that means to us. Uh, mm-hmm. Then you definitely got to have some work ethic. Can't just talk about it. You got to be about it as well. Uh, and you got to have enjoyment and enthusiasm with what you're doing because uh, yeah, there's going to be some days where it's going to be things that you don't want to do, but uh, for the majority, you got to be getting at some enjoyment out of the things uh, that you're doing on a daily basis, day in and day out, whether that's your work, your job, whatever you're trying to do. Uh, that's doesn't matter what field you're in. If you got some discipline, you got some worth ethic, ethic, uh, you got some enthusiasm about what you're doing on a daily basis. Keys to success, right there. Yeah, those are definitely three great ones. So you're a teacher and a coach. You've been doing it for maybe like five, six years now. Can you share a moment or experience that inspired you to want to become a teacher or coach? Uh, yeah, so actually finishing up my fifth year now. So fifth, pretty cool, okay. uh, cool process with it. Um, well, not really any particular moment or anything like that, um, but definitely knew that I wanted to be in coaching. And something that goes extremely well with coaching is teaching for the timetable. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it kind of relates a lot hand to hand with it. Uh, so I'd say there's a lot of crossover between how I teach and how I coach. Uh, so it just is something that not really one instance, uh, but kind of, uh, found myself being pretty good at it. So it's something that I knew that, uh, I would want to make my career. So not any one instance. So I know, uh, kind of like a blanket answer right there, but, uh, it just kind of fits my personality, my style. Uh, and again, works really well hand to hand, like definitely a design, uh, for those yeah. two things to go together. Yeah, 100%. So you're talking about your coaching style, like coaching football as opposed to coaching golf. Like, how does that differ? Yeah. Uh, I would say greatly, like very yeah. much different. Uh, but I actually like it a lot. So kind of as I was talking about before, like the balance. Uh, so football is very intense, very much a lot of work on a weekly basis to be mm-hmm. successful, even to have a chance for success. Uh, so there's a lot of clocking in uh, that you got to take care of uh, with the football season, uh, pretty much a year round gig. Um, so this golf opportunity that I got to coach, uh, I knew the head coach from being a teacher in the district, uh, and there was a huge influx of 
uh, aspiring golfers needed some more coaches and things like that. And it kind of fell into uh, a great uh, end of the year position. Uh, so I'd say it's kind of my uh, like calm before the storm uh, mm-hmm. before football season really gets kicking off. And uh, I'm definitely an improving golfer myself. Uh, and it's just another opportunity to coach and be with, with like a different population of students and kids. Like I know them from teaching, uh, but coaching golf, definitely uh, a way different atmosphere uh, than like a Friday night football game. So um, yeah. kind of plays right into the whole balance idea. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's a, it's a cool thing that I really enjoy. And I definitely see myself golfing for years down the line. Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, like you said, uh, Friday night football stadium, <laughs> that's rocking with the band and everything as opposed to, you know, out on the golf course where it's peaceful and quiet with, you know, no sound. So Yeah, it's it's kind of like a getaway. It's like it's really cool. And it's um I still bring a little bit of my like football coaching style into it too, but uh obviously to a certain extent. It's not like you're going around hooting and hollering and running around like that. So definitely a little bit of a different uh approach for that for sure. Yeah, that's awesome. So can you share a valuable lesson that you've learned from? Uh yes, for sure. There's many to count, uh, but one uh, it's kind of like a, uh, uh, motto that I bring to the table too, for my athletes is, uh, are you going to accept the challenge? Uh, so each day, uh, while you know, you, you have an idea of what's going to go on, uh, working with high school kids and working with, uh, games where you don't know the outcome, uh, kind of all that stuff as a whole, uh, there's going to be challenges that you don't know that you're going to face that day. Uh, so are you going to accept it or are you going to not? Uh, so again, sometimes the challenges are easier to accept than others. Uh, some have a way great uh, or a far uh, bigger impact than others. Uh, but again, that's kind of the whole idea behind it uh, is that uh, something always exciting, uh, something always you can learn from. And that's what I try mm-hmm. to do is uh, bring all that stuff into teachable moments where, hey, there's there's going to be things that don't always go your way. Uh, so mm-hmm. how are you going to respond? How are you going to uh, act around with your teammates? How are you going to uh, act in the face of adversity or some sort of defeat or something like that? Um, mm-hmm. So again, kind of back to the blanket statement, not just one specific thing, uh, but a lot of different uh, challenges that present themselves uh, throughout the years. It's how are you going to act when things don't go your way? Yeah, I really like that. Accept the challenge. So how does that tie into the summer workouts? I know you have a role in you know writing part of the summer workout. So did you t- try to tie that in at all to it? Or how did you go about like starting that plan from the beginning? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, as we mentioned before, like all year round job uh, for mm-hmm. coaching football as well as being a football player. So a uh, huge opportunity to take a more of a leadership role with getting the um, strength and conditioning things going over the summer. So the challenge is definitely brought into that. We try to bring it into literally every aspect uh, because we know where we want the kids to compete at is a very high level and high level for us is postseason. So mm-hmm. anytime you're in a postseason situation, there's constant challenges because you don't make it to the postseason uh, with being not a great team. Uh, so the whole idea behind that is to put um, them in situations where, where they have to rise to the occasion or rise above the adversity. So mm-hmm. the idea of challenges is brought into uh, the workouts, practice, or even our meetings when we're going over things on the board or installing things. The The challenge aspect is brought into literally every single aspect uh, of our coaching, of our training, of our learning, of our teaching uh, for our athletes. That's great. You got to get them comfortable being uncomfortable. Yeah, I know. That's like a major cliche with it, but it, it absolutely is. And and we talk about like, you can't be a robot because things happen mm-hmm. out of our control and sometimes not as they're supposed to happen out there on the field. And that's the same thing. We, come, we bring that back to things don't always happen as they're supposed to in life. 
so they have to have an idea and understanding uh, and be cool under that pressure. So again, like you said, with the uh, getting comfortable, being uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. 100%. So how do you stay updated with coaching or trying to learn new things, whether that's, you know, a new defense or just new workouts, stuff like that? Like, are there any books, trainings, podcasts, videos that you guys do or you personally do? Uh, yeah, so definitely us as a staff, we're, we're talking all the time. So uh, I'm very fortunate to have um, my, our head coach is also a phys ed teacher. So we, we work together on a daily basis mm-hmm. and just have conversations literally all the time uh, about what we're doing or new ideas or how we can get better at whatever else is going on. Uh, so that's definitely a huge thing is constant communication. Uh, and then I'm also communicating with other coaching staffs as well. Two of my really mm-hmm. good friends, uh, my best friends are um, head coaches at uh, Dayton High School uh, and then new head coach at Whippany Park uh, High School. So we talk all the time over text, uh, over calls, meet, meeting in person uh, about new ideas and things like that. And then uh, I guess you could call it professional development uh, is the Glacier Clinics, which is mm-hmm. all around the nation. Uh, but they have one here locally in Atlantic City once a year. Um, so we get uh, emails, updates, get go down there to the conference to talk and hear people talk from very high levels, from high school to college and even to professional uh, coaches there uh, to awesome. get some ideas. Um, and then my own research as well, just mm-hmm. like lo- looking up things uh, from articles to ideas to videos to workout plans, all that different type of stuff. Nice. So those clinics, do you, you get to meet a lot of different coaches and like network and stuff like that? Yeah, it's basically a huge networking opportunity. Uh, so go down there, you know, with your staff or whatever it is, uh, you get to sit in and listen to some information. But like I said, it's local here to New Jersey down in Atlantic City. Mm-hmm. So a lot of New Jersey coaches go. So you see some yeah. uh, of the coaches that you know, maybe you get to meet some new coaches, some staffs that you play against or whatever else is going on. Uh, but again, it's just it, everybody's there for the same reason mm-hmm. uh, to, to go get some ideas and, and share some ideas and get better. So uh, even though we're competing against each other, it's definitely a cool atmosphere because uh, that's kind of the off season. So it's not mm-hmm. like we're uh, going at each other with it because obviously that time is saved for Friday nights and Saturday afternoons. Uh, but it's a cool opportunity to get down there and network and, and make some connections and meet some new friends and things like that. Yeah, definitely. I'm sure everybody has like a totally different mindset in that setting as a, as opposed to, you know, game day, like you said. So that's neat that that's, you know, available to you guys. Yeah, way more, way more relaxed of a setting for sure. Yeah, 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 definitely. So an, another question, we got a little this or that question. Does hard work beat talent or does talent beat hard work? So I'm going to go with uh, 11 out of 10 times. I'm going with the hard worker kid over the kid with the talent because obviously you want you, you want to have some some dudes on your team uh but what i'd rather have is a kid uh kind of accepting that challenge mm-hmm. 10 out of 10 times uh than a kid who uh has the talent but again sometimes it's always, almost like the cliche uh of like the talented kid doesn't always work as hard not always the case not not even in the slightest mm-hmm. uh but i know where i'm putting my money if i'm betting on the situation uh i'm going with the hard worker over the talent like I said, 11 out of 10 times there. Yeah, a, a lot of people have said that. I know that there's a, you know, a full phrase to it. We left off the end, but a lot of people have said that, you know, hard work beats talent. That's what they feel and that's their opinion. So that's neat. What is it when uh, talent doesn't work hard or something yeah, like that? that's technically the, the true saying. Yeah. But I wanted to leave the end off to leave it open-ended to see what people thought. And a lot of people have went with the hard work beats talent. Yeah. And and you know what? I I... Sometimes, too, it's easier said than done because at the end, when we're competing, we're trying to win and stuff like that. But you got to put the values of what you're trying to teach and what you're trying to preach and get across uh, that 
I definitely the hard work is outweighing the talent uh, more more often than not. So that's definitely the situation that we're trying to preach with that. But again, too, don't get me wrong. You got to have some talent to be out there and play. But I think if you work yeah. hard, you you have the ability uh, to develop those talents and become become better at whatever you're trying to do. So then hard work beats talent, talent beats hard work. Obviously, it doesn't matter. Everybody's going to face an obstacle. So what way do you go about trying to overcome obstacles? And then what about for your players? Yeah. So there's definitely times as a coach where you're like, what that what's going on, this and that. And something that I think uh, gets you set up for that before those challenges even arise is being highly prepared and having the week planned out so that uh, you're organized on your end. Because mm-hmm. if you come up as a coach and then you're trying to figure stuff out on the field, you, you look like you don't know what you're doing. And if you're doing that, then you don't know what you're doing. So you mm-hmm. got to be prepared uh, for all these different things going on. Um, and then what we try to do, too, to get our kids prepared is have meetings before um, and after practice. Uh, obviously, let them know what's going on for the week, but also to make practice um, intense more times even so than the game so mm-hmm. that when they get to these types of situations, it's not the first time uh, that they're having to react on their feet or think on the fly or go make some sort of spectacular play. We practice these things as much as we possibly can. Uh, and again, too, um, keeping composure as a coach and not freaking out when something doesn't go well, mm-hmm. um, they're going to follow our lead as coaches because we're going to be their leaders on and off the field. So staying cool, staying calm, staying collected and showing them that, hey, if something doesn't go away, that's fine. We're going to get to the next play. That's what you got to do. Uh, and also there's times to be animated and energized and jacked up. Yeah. And then there's mm-hmm. there's also times to be calm, cool and collected. Uh, so demonstrating those and, and saying, hey, we're going to be all right uh, in times of uh, maybe something isn't going our way. Mm-hmm. They're going to follow that lead and stay cool and just go out there and play. Well, yeah, most times people take on how the boss is. So, yeah, for sure. So let's say official makes a call that mm-hmm. we don't agree with. If I snap and lose my shit and then go off the deep end, then the kids are going to do the same thing. Yeah. But if I'm like, okay, no problem, whatever, like, oh, don't agree with it. Don't have to agree with it. Uh, what's the next play? What are we going to do? What's the next call? Just move on uh, to the next mm-hmm. situation. And then the kids will, will, will take on that, that role as well. Yeah. So then touching on that, is there like anything you guys do like specifically to help the kids with this? Because this is like not really football related at all. Yeah, for sure. So I, I have kind of a, a, along the lines uh, of accepting the challenge. Uh, it's very much so from like the Pittsburgh Steelers saying of the standard is the standard. Okay. Um, I don't take that word for word, uh, but I, I tell our, our kids to uphold the standard. So we have a standard of how we're going to play, how we're going to prepare, but also and more importantly, how we're going to act. Uh, so that's, that's definitely, uh, weaved into all of our practices, all of our meetings, all of our talks, all of our learning, all of that type of stuff is going on because, uh, they're there representing not only themselves, but they're Mm -hmm. representing the Madison Dodgers and the community of Madison as well. Uh, so it's, we talk about that a lot where it's, it's more so than just you more so than just the football team. Mm -hmm. Uh, you're, you're representing the colors, you're representing the maroon and gold and you're representing the M. Uh, so that, that's more so than just you, just our team, that's community and that's years in the past and years in the future. Yeah, no, it's definitely interesting. So then how do you feel like being in a community like Madison helps with the success? Cause that's definitely good tradition, great town. Is there like any correlation there you think with being in a town like that? Oh, 100% because as just mentioned before, and as you just said, uh, there's a lot of history and rich history at that, uh, mm-hmm. of success. 
so that's something that we we talk about all the time uh, because again, it's it's important to be in that moment, in that year, and like this is now. Uh, mm-hmm. But you got to understand and respect that uh, this isn't just something that just came up out of nowhere. There's years and and decades of loyal community members that have built the community to what it is and the team to what it is uh, now. So understanding that uh, your actions on and off the fields not only are yours, but again, too, you're representing the colors and you're representing uh, the the Dodgers as well uh, is something that we we definitely uh, try to drive home because it means more. It, it, it has mm-hmm. them uh, get a little bit more of an understanding and a more of an appreciation for what they're able to do uh, because there's been some pretty cool things in the past that have happened for the Madison Dodgers. Yeah. Uh, and we're, we're planning on some pretty cool things to happen in the future. So tying definitely. those two together uh, is extremely important. Yeah, I forget what book I was reading, but it was talking about a huge thing to success is knowing that you're able to do it and it's been done before. So that totally applies to Madison. Not that, you know, somewhere that's never won or won championships can't do it, but the fact that it's been done there before and it's in front of these kids, I feel like that, you know, gives you guys definitely a leg up. Just knowing that you can do it and it's been done before within whatever organization you are in. Yeah, that's huge. And um, what I try to do too is positively spin it. Like, not that you're comparing them to other stuff, be like, mm-hmm. yo, but this is the, the same opportunity from the same town, from the same community. You guys can do this too. And not being like, mm-hmm. oh, this team is better than that team. But like how you said, well, I'd love to check that out and say uh, what that's all talking about because um, it's been done before. You can do it again for sure. So that's mm-hmm. definitely something uh, comparable there. Okay, so the name of the book was The 10X Rule. I feel like it kind of applies um, with winning and losing, I guess, I mean, in business, but in this instance for games. So basically, it talks about that nobody is trying to lose, but people don't put in enough effort, energy, or the mindset to actually win. They underestimate what it's going to take in your mindset, in your energy, and your effort of what you actually have to do to win. So it was, it's a really good book. And I feel like there's a lot of, it's a business book, but there's a lot of correlation to sports. When I was reading it, I was like, oh, this is like, this applies to football or sports, whatever. But that point was definitely true in business. And I was an athlete myself. So I know it's a hundred percent true in sports. You have any thoughts on that? Yeah. A hundred percent. Uh, cause kind of, as we were talking about before, uh, like being prepared. So, uh, Everybody goes out there and you think all the work just happens on the field, whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of behind the scenes and there's a lot of accountability and rest, taking care of yourself. Like all these sorts of things go into whether you're going to win or whether you're going to lose. Uh, and the thing is always, I feel like coaches always say to you hear this. It's like uh, there's the guys out there working harder than you or this or that or mm-hmm. whatever. And everybody always says that, but you never really know because you're not at other teams practices. You're not that you're, you're focused on what you're doing. I think mm-hmm. that's what you need to do. Uh, but what you have to do is just maximize your time to be able to say, we, we couldn't have done anything more that week or that day or that practice to, to get better. Mm -hmm. So driving home that intensity of, of again, being like, do all that you can do, use all the reps that you have available, learn as much as you can ask as many questions as you can get as knowledgeable as you can that Mm -hmm. week, that practice, that season, uh, to do your best. So that's going to set you up for just that opportunity to go out there and win. Because, uh, again, you got to think you're working. The opponent is working as well. Mm-hmm. It's just a matter of the combination between who's working as hard as they can and who's putting the pieces together as best that they can player wise and coaching wise to put the best product on the field to win on a Friday night or win on a Saturday afternoon. Yeah. 
So like the title is called the 10X rule. So let's just say in football, since I forget what the ex- exact examples were in the book, but if some, you know, you think you have to run 10 sprints over the summer to, you know, be in shape, you need to run a hundred. Yeah. So that's like the whole premise on it, but it's, it's really good stuff. Yeah. The biggest thing that I think people can do with that too, is because coaches, because everybody thinks it's always just the physical aspect. It's the mental aspect as well. So like, yeah, you got to run, you got to run your sprints. You got to lift your weights. You got to do what you got to do. But you also got to get in the playbook and learn 10 times as many more plays Mm -hmm. or learn 10 times as many more philosophies or watch 10 more uh, clips on huddle or whatever else it may be, because it's all the combination of it. Because if uh, we talk about this all the time, if you don't know what you're doing, you can't play. So Mm -hmm. if you don't know where you're supposed to be and get there when you're supposed to be there, it doesn't matter how big, strong, fast you are. You ain't going to be playing because you're not going to get the job done. So again, too, I, I like that, though. So run the 10 more sprints, but watch the 10 more plays, read the 10 more articles, whatever else is going on. It's the mental aspect of it. Too. Well, it, it, it ties into the playbook too, because anybody knows football. So you need to know your assignment, but you have to know 10 times that to know everybody else's assignment. Absolutely. For sure. What we also do too, and I do this as well on the de- defensive side, like let's say we're running something. I say, mm-hmm. you got to know your job, but you got to know the guys in front of you and to the left and right. Like, how does it all work together? So I think putting that extra info in there too. It doesn't like jumble it, but it, I think it makes more sense because it mm-hmm. shows the bigger picture of how are all these pieces working together. So kind of to the point of that is uh, learning not only your job, but w- why, well, why is it you're doing what you're doing? How does it fit with the guys around you uh, and with your teammates around you to go out there and achieve success? Yeah, that's definitely great. So as we come to a close here, what final piece of advice would you give to our listeners to help them take another step towards success? Whether that is in, you know, sports, if that's business, if that's, you know, just in life in general. Yeah, for sure. So success means a lot of different things to a lot of different people. Uh, what I found through uh, my coaching and my teaching and uh, sort of gaining roles and gaining experience is just to be authentic. So you mm-hmm. can't be anybody else. You got, you got to be who you are because Uh, If you're authentic and you're genuine with what you're doing, uh, success is going to find its way to you and you're going to find your way to success. Uh, You can't do something else or be somebody else. Uh, You got to do what you do and and do how you do it, how you know how to do it. Uh, Mm -hmm. So being authentic and being genuine, uh, again, that's going to allow you to do uh, your best job with whatever that means. Uh, If you try to follow somebody else's role, like you can get inspiration. Uh, mm-hmm. but you can't be somebody else. Got to be you, got to be authentic, got to be genuine. And that's how you're going to find your way to success with whatever you want to do. Yeah, definitely. That's a great point though. Cause a lot of coaching is taking stuff from other people, but making it your own. Oh, we, we just say that it's all recycled and reused just in yeah. a little bit of a different way. So yeah, no, it's true for business. It's true for anything. If it's working, it's working, but you just have to turn it and make it your own. You can't just copy it and then think that you're going to do good because the other person is doing that. You're not that person. So making it your own is huge in anything, whether that's business, sports. Yeah, no doubt. You got to put your spin, make it your style, and then it's going to come across as, uh, as again, and it is going to be genuine and authentic. Because uh, again, recycled and reused, that's all uh, all that uh, football coaching is there. So again, that's you, can good. I like twe- that. you can make some tweaks and adjustments. Uh, but again, everybody tries to get to the end zone. Uh, or prevent people from getting to the end zone. Uh, but there's a lot of different ways to do it. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, thank you very much for coming on. Uh, if anybody wants to connect with you, you're on just Twitter, right? You want to give them your uh, Twitter. So if anybody wants to connect. Yeah, building up my Twitter following here for my coaching uh, profile mm-hmm. there is uh, Coach Nick Lib. So very uh, short, simple to the point there. Uh, and yeah, you can reach out to me there or connect or whatever it is on there. Uh, Coach Nick Lib. 
Okay, awesome. Thank you very much, Nick. And thank you for everybody for listening. Thank you. Appreciate it, Sal.